When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Before we begin today's episode, let's hear from this week's sponsor. It's story time brought to you by locumstory.com. Today we'll be reading One Job, Two Job. One Job, Two Jobs, Red Blob, No Job, Elective Doc, Emergency Doc, Summon Overstock, Summon Out of Stock. This doc is too abused. This doc is underused. This doc can't get sick. Say, Let's try a brand new trick. For all the docs about to cry, here's an idea you can try. Look at a locum's tenens assignment, a really great option you might find it. Don't forget, locum's pay is much better and you can find assignments in any type of weather. With all this new info trapped up in your thinker, go to podcastnetwork.com forward slash locum story and use your mouse to tinker. It's here you'll find the unbiased answer you're after so you can decide if Locum Tenens is your next chapter. Welcome everybody to this week's uh, podcast episode for Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast and I'm the host Dr. Christopher Liu and today we have um, a member of the Doctors Podcast Network, uh, Dr. Brent Lacey, host of the Scope of Practice And as usual, the four tenets of the podcast include financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, and emotional freedom. So tonight's guest, uh, you know, touches, will touch on all four aspects, and we'll go into his journey and story. Before we begin, I'm going to bring up his bio. So Dr. Brent Lacey is a gastroenterologist who is passionate about helping physicians succeed with business and personal finances. As a physician, he understands how overwhelming it can be to step out of clinical training and into a career, and he has seen firsthand the lack of education on how to run a practice and manage finances. He has coached hundreds of families to succeed in eliminating debt and has spoken to physician groups around the country on topics related to business and personal finance. That's why he founded the Scope of Practice website which is www.thescopeofpractice.com. His goal is to help physicians learn how to manage their businesses successfully and master their personal finances. So without much ado, we welcome Dr. Brent Lacey to the show. Welcome. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me. I'm pumped about this, man. So you were on my show like what, three months ago, four months ago? Yeah. And it was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was a fantastic conversation. So I'm looking forward to hopefully returning the favor here for you. 
Yeah, it was, um, I'm really excited because we're, we're now in the uh, network of the Doctors Podcast Network and here we're doing collaborations and it's just great to be with fellow uh, podcasters and uh, thought influencers so that we can help shape the culture and the um, future direction of medicine. 100%. I mean, I, I always say the, the best way to change the culture is to participate in it. Exactly. So uh, tell us about your background, your story. I'm always interested in how um, Superman came to be who he is. And tell us about how you um, started the scope of practice. Yeah. So I am a full-time gastroenterologist. And I, I think that's probably one of the big things that distinguishes me from a lot of the physician bloggers and podcasters out there. I feel like the space is pretty well dominated by anesthesiology and ER and radiology and derm and you know, folks that have kind of, that have either stepped away from clinical medicine or kind of gone part-time. But I still run a full-time GI practice and I love it. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine giving it up. So, but a tenant with that unfortunately comes some major time demand. So it definitely changes things. But I, uh, I, I did all of my postgraduate medical training in the military. So I was in the Navy for 11 years active after med school and uh, did my internal medicine and GI training in San Diego at the Naval Medical Center. Uh, a couple tours uh, with, uh, with the Navy and with the Marines. And then about six months ago, uh, decided to get out, got a job offer that I couldn't pass up uh, back in my hometown of Dallas and uh, joined, uh, joined the private practice out here. And so it's been quite the transition from military to civilian, but it has been, it has been awesome. It's been a wild ride the whole way. Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you, uh, my, uh, I have family living in Dallas and it's a very burgeoning area. And um, so you transitioned from military and now into civilian and um, how, how is it? Tell us about the journey, like the differences, like the uh, adjustments that you had to make and um, all of that in terms of, I know you do a lot of um, uh, coaching and um, speaking about personal finances and leadership and, you know, tell us more. Yeah, so I started the scope of practice about a year and a half ago. I had been doing personal finance coaching for about five or six years. If you guys are familiar with the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class, uh, I taught that at my church for several years and then uh, built a full-fledged financial discipleship ministry around that, teaching, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one financial coaching and budget classes and uh, you know, working with divorced uh, folks and single moms and things like that. Just some really awesome, awesome ministry work. And then uh, started getting asked to do the same thing at my hospital and coaching the residents and the students. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was kind of funny, actually, how it happened. I think it was just one day I'd done my third or fourth lecture for the month. And, you know, I was getting the same questions all the time. And I thought to myself, you know, it'd be, it'd be so good if I had a blog or, or something online somewhere where people could just go and download the, an article about it that I could write. Cause I just get asked the same questions. It'd be cool if I had a blog or something. And then I thought to myself, Hey, why don't I just have a blog or something? <laughs> so, so then I was like, I just like, I wonder what's involved in that. So I just started doing some research and putting together. And before I knew it, I had, you know, 30 articles up on the website and now I started, this is kind of fun. Okay. This is good. And then I was like, yeah, I don't get to talk to people. I wonder what, wonder what it takes to start a podcast and just <laughs> just kind of just kind of kept launching it's been it's been a wild ride it's been a lot of fun yeah that's awesome uh i i love um uh, i just i love the uh the format of the uh, the podcasting because it's you know on the go you can whenever you want and it's um you know it's audio format 
um and it, plus it's like it's very uh the the um the vibe of a podcast really appeals you know so and I, I like how you did it from a blog and then you transitioned to um a podcast so well the long-form conversations are really nice because you can really really dig deep into a topic it's it's a lot better in my opinion than a three-minute YouTube video, which is about the max that you're going to get people to pay attention to on a YouTube video most of the time. I think the average I've seen is about two minutes. If you're lucky, to, if you're lucky, you might get five. Uh, but it's it's just harder as, as for but like a podcast. I mean, someone puts their earbuds in, hops on a treadmill, or you know, just just drives starts driving to work, and then you're in their ear for 45 minutes, and it's it's pretty normal. And you can really have these great in-depth discussions with people who really are serious thinkers about these kinds of topics and it's it's just it's just very very fun yeah it's awesome and uh so with transition i know you talk a lot of well, you know we will have you as a future guest on future shows but i know you delve into different topics such as personal finances and leadership and i know you've spoken at white coat investors and a lot of um thought influencer conferences so uh, what have been some of the the challenges, uh, you know, in terms of uh, um, personal finances and the, some of the things that you learned and uh, developing side income streams, and then now you're going and helping people, you know, with these concepts. Well, so I think the thing that was interesting for me was, at least initially, when you're, because I imagine you've had, you'll have lots and lots of coaches on your show in the months and years to come, but I think the thing that's that's interesting about coaching is that in order to be a successful coach, you, you've got to be good enough at the topics that you're talking about to be able to explain it to folks in ways that they don't understand. You don't, you don't even have to, you don't have to be the best person at a thing. You have to be really good at explaining it and getting other people to do it. So, you know, the, the analogy I like to think of is, uh, well, I was going to say the Duke basketball team, but they were pretty awful this year. So maybe it's not the best example this year, but, but, but in a normal, in a normal year, you think about the Duke basketball team, it, if coach K was actually to get out on the floor and, and play three on three with the guys, he gets smoked, right? He's, 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 he's terrible, but he's really good at pulling out the best in his players. And I think that's the thing that's interesting about being a coach is you really have to be good at, at explaining things so that it helps other people bring out the best in themselves. Uh, and, and that's been an interesting journey to try to learn because that's a very different thing than mastering a skill. You kind of have to master the skill of helping someone else master a skill. I, I love this. It's a very analogous to the see one, do one, teach one. So, and uh, you know, we've seen, you know, some of the best athletes don't necessarily make the best coaches. And so coaching is a skill in, in, in and of itself. So, yeah. And it's also, I think really not true that the, the old, the old adage you sometimes hear those who can't do teach. And I think that's really wrong. Uh, Cause I think the best teachers are the ones who also can do the ones who, who understand it, who have done it themselves, who have been through it. Uh, I really think those are the people who are the best teachers. I mean, I've, I've heard you speak on a number of different platforms. I mean, my own show, for example, and you've, you've lived this stuff, right? I mean, your, your personal journey, taking you all the way through with med school and, and starting all your companies and all your real estate investing and everything, you actually lived through that. You had to learn it. You had to, you had to figure it all out. And so now you're in a really good position to show other people. It's like you fall in a hole, like someone falls in a hole and you throw, you throw yourself down there and they're like, well, now what, what did you do that for? Now we're both down here. You said, yeah, but I've been down here before. I know the way out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love that analogy. So, 
Um, and I know, so now you've, uh, it's always like you're transitioning from, you have to uh, learn it. And then once you learn it, then you can develop the skill of teaching it. And um, that's why I love podcasting. It's a wonderful platform because now we can take what our collective intelligence and, you know, share it and we can leverage that and grow. So. Well, and it's great that it's such a low barrier to entry now. So it's, it doesn't cost very much. The, the equipment and the technology and the techniques are widely available now. I mean, 10 years ago, it was the Wild West. It was, it was very, very difficult. And now, I mean, golly, my grandmother could start a podcast if she wanted to. She actually could. She's actually really tech savvy. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, that's the thing that's great about all these different side hustles. If people want to get into passive real estate investing or people want to get into uh, various side gigs and side hustles, the opportunities are just boundless. They're just all out there. There's all kinds of people out there willing to give away information of how to do it for free. It's it's low barrier to entry in terms of time, in terms of cost, in terms of uh, skill acquisition. It's just it's a great time for this kind of stuff. The gig economy is booming. Yeah, yeah. The inf the information age has really democratized access to information, and now we can build upon it. So, um, what uh, what what were some of the uh, if someone wanted to start a podcast, what would be the some of the easiest ways to just you know bare bones minimum just get their uh, content out there. So there's a few, there's very few things you actually need in order to start a podcast. So on the technical side, you need a microphone and you can get a decent microphone for a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, something like that. So don't drink your Starbucks for a month and then save up the $120 and go buy you a good microphone on Amazon. And, you know, I, mine's the one that I have is it's not super, super high end, but it's, it's fine. It's good quality. So get yourself a microphone. You need a laptop or a desktop computer with either a webcam or not, if you're going to do video, and then you just need to start talking. And it, I think what's, what's most important about starting a podcast is not actually even the technical piece of it. Cause the technical piece is easy. You record your voice into the microphone, you post it on a, a hosting platform like Buzzsprout or Libsyn or something like that. And then you upload it to Apple podcasts. And that's actually a fairly simple process. What's more important than the technical stuff though, is the content. And I think where that really starts is answering the question, what do you want to talk about? What's, what's important? Cause that's one of the things that's great about being a physician is that your opportunities are, are fairly expansive. So I've got, I know lots of physicians that do podcasts on medicine and in particular their own specialty. And there's, so they're, they're more patient facing or more patient centered. Uh, and then there's a lot of, you know, podcasters that are more physician centered, physician facing. They're trying to coach other physicians how to do certain things, or maybe they're not doing any of that. There's a, there's a, a, a gal I'm interviewing on the podcast, on my podcast coming up soon, that she was a physician and stepped away from clinical medicine. And now she's a full-time musician, like oh, a nice. full-time professional musician doing compositions and uh, and, and the whole nine yards. It's really, really impressive. So, and so, you know, she could do a podcast on music theory, right? It's, yeah. it's great. So that's the thing I think you got to do first is, is what do you want to talk about? And what's something that you think there are people out there that really want to hear? So decide that, then decide, is it going to be a podcast where you just talk about stuff? Or is it going to be a podcast like this, where you're interviewing people? And then just start 
honestly, that's, that's the thing that was, that was, I think the most helpful for me is when I decided, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just, I, I got to figure out if this is even a viable idea. So about a year ago, I, I started getting the idea sort of this bug in my head. I, like, I think I want to do a podcast, but I don't know if I'm ready for it. I don't know if it's something that'll be fun. I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the month of April is April of last year. So I'm going to take the month of April. I'm just going to record like 15 or 20 podcast episodes and we'll just see what happens. And if I, if I put together 15 episodes and I edit them and I, and I upload them and they're all terrible and I just don't like how they sounded. Hey, you know what? It was 15 hours. I had 15 great conversations with really amazing people and that's, that's not a bad way to spend a month and I'm not really out too much. And if it ends up being something that I really enjoy and I really like, great. I got 15 episodes in the bank and let's do this thing. Uh, and so, man, it's just, it's just a matter of starting. Yeah. That that's, that's so inspiring. Cause it's, uh, you know, it's because it's like, you just do, you do it and then you do it for the pure joy of it. And then, you know, you can actually, uh, create something and actually, you know, monetize it later on. And um, it, even if it doesn't monetize it, you still have a brand and a platform to share your story. And, um, you know, so it's, it's so wonderful that, you know, podcasting is like, you know, and now they have clubhouse as well. So. Yeah. And I think if people are planning on starting a podcast, I think they need to plan on not being able to make a lot of money with it. Very, very few podcasts uh, actually make significant money. And that's, that's just simply the reality. So, but here's the thing that's really great about this. Podcasting is still very much in its early, its early days. Okay. So there are 500 million blogs out there. I think is the current number. It's around about 500 million, 520 million. There are, there is something like a million, a million minutes of video being uploaded to YouTube every hour. Uh, And there are, we, there are just barely, a million and a half podcasts, but of those, there are only 200 that are actively producing episodes all the time and have been producing episodes within the previous three months. So, I mean, you're talking 500 million blogs, a couple hundred thousand active podcasts, and that's spread across the world, all the different languages, all the different niches. Uh, So no kidding. This is, it is, it is possible to have a podcast that is, listened to by a lot of people and it honestly this is a great time to get into it so people are interested in doing this just start watching some podcasting tutorials on youtube or or take an online course from any of golly 150 different people that have created (laughs) podcasting courses uh and just learn a little something about it and then just get started and maybe your first 10 episodes are terrible and that's okay um so don't worry about it just get started do something yeah i love that um, the other thing is, uh, the one question, um, uh, would get from a lot of viewers is, um, which platform should they upload it to, you know, is it Apple or Spotify and, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I think you need to be on all of them. Apple podcast is probably the most important mainly because it has the, the lion's share of the market. So I think something like two thirds to three quarters of my listeners, listen to uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify is making a big jump. Um, Stitcher just got bought. I forget who it was. I don't remember if it was Spotify or if it was somebody else, but Stitcher just got bought out. Uh, and so some of these some of these companies are starting to consolidate. But I think you need to be on all of them because there will be 
you know, if you if you just say, well, I'm only going to be on Apple Podcasts. Like I said, only two thirds or three quarters of mine are on Apple Podcasts. So you risk cutting your audience by a quarter to a third if you're not on Spotify and all the others. And so the good thing is that most of the hosting platforms these days really make it easy to do that. So for example, I use Buzzsprout as my uh, uh, my my platform, and they have is it, they made it super easy. I mean, you just go to this one section of the website and say Apple Podcasts. It's like okay, in order to upload your feed to Apple Podcasts, do the following four things. Great, done. Okay, then Spotify. Okay, in order to do the Spotify upload, do these three things. Okay, great, done. And so within about three weeks, I had all the podcast uh, platforms activated. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think. Uh... That will really help the uh, viewers and um, to, you know, if they're interested in starting a podcast and how to do that. Um, so what what else? You, I know you do coaching and then you have uh, any um, things like uh, digital courses or, you know, any programs that you that you uh, actively pr- promote and participate in? Yeah, so I, 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 I do a few different things. So the coaching is where I've previously focused the majority of my time. Uh, but with now moving from the military to the private practice model, uh, the, my, the demands on my time at work are substantially higher than they were, uh, which I didn't think it was possible because I was a solo practitioner in GI for five years, which by the way, I don't recommend. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of work and being on call every single day, not my favorite, uh, but, but I just see a lot more patients now than I used to. And so, uh, and so I, the coaching thing isn't going to be able to scale very well with the no. minimal amount of time that I have available. So I'm actually starting to work on a series of online courses, kind of a, a digital uh, academy, I guess, if you will, for physicians on nice. uh, that we're going to start rolling out in the next probably six months or so. So I've got uh, some really great stuff. So I've got a comprehensive personal finance curriculum that's going to come out. Uh, we've got a great, uh, we got a great thing and we're going to launch that uh, I'm super passionate about. Uh, it's going to be uh, basically uh, how to residency proof your marriage. Uh, so, <laughs> so how, how to have a, how to have a thriving marriage despite being in, in medicine, which is inherently very, very difficult Yes, um, as anyone out there who's married knows. Uh, and so yeah. that's coming soon. We've got a, we've got a course on leadership that'll probably launch next year. Uh, just some really great stuff coming out. So I'm um, trying to trying a few different uh, few different avenues and just see what is most valuable for people out there. That that's so awesome. Well, uh, Brent, we really enjoyed having you on the show. And for the viewers, um, all the uh, links and show notes will be in the uh, show notes at the end, as well as um, Dr. Lacey's uh, programs. Uh, Brent, any last minute words of advice, any tips or words of wisdom before uh, we say farewell? Um, I, I think the main thing I would say to people is don't don't get caught up thinking that you have to have exactly the right thing, exactly the right idea, exactly the perfect approach to things. If you wait until you've got the perfect approach to things, if you wait until you have the perfect idea, you waited too late. Okay, it's much more important to get started than it is to get started perfectly. Uh, it's very, very easy to to just continue working and uh, you know and working and perfecting and trying to make things everything just just the right way to do things, and then you never actually end up actually getting started. Um, so so whatever you're thinking about doing, just start exploring. You think you want to write a blog? 
write 20 articles. If you can't write 20 articles in two months and without tearing your hair out, then you're not meant to do a blog. Okay. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just go, just go spend five hours looking at YouTube tutorials on how to start a podcast. You can figure it out very, very quickly and just go record yourself doing three episodes and record five interviews with other people and maybe 15 minute episodes, make them short, make them easy. And if you get through that and you're like, man, this is a lot more work than I thought. I don't think I want to do this after all. Hey, we just saved yourself a lot of time and money, didn't we? Uh, but if you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I can't wait to do more. Awesome. Then you found your thing. Uh, if you're thinking about coaching, start, find someone to coach, go to your, go to your local lions club, go to your local rotary club, go to your church, you know, go to your residency program and just start asking, Hey, listen, I, I'm, Thinking about getting into life coaching, thinking about getting into health and wellness coaching. Uh, I'd love to work with some people for free. And people are like, great, I could, I would love to have some free coaching. <laughs> right. So, uh, so, so yeah. So just, just whatever you're doing, just, just get started. Um, and so I actually put something together for your audience, if you like, that I think will, I hope will be helpful. Um, one of the things that I think is most valuable for folks is, is spending some time reading and growing. So if you want your business to grow 20% this year, if you want your side hustle to grow 20% this year, then you need to grow 20% this year. And the most important thing that I think you can do is listen to great podcasts like Chris's or read some great books like Chris's <laughs> or, or, or from other people, but, but find someone who's done what you want to do and that has done it well and learn from that. And so, uh, and so I put together actually a, a reading list for folks that, uh, that I, I, I'm going to give to your audience for free that I think will be helpful for them. Uh, it's 35 books that I've uh, curated that are for business, for personal finance, for leadership. Uh, and uh, it's called the Scope of Practice Reading List. People can download that for free if they want. It's thescopeofpractice.com slash reading list. It's real easy. And so um, it's free. And if you read, pick one book out of each of the seven categories on there and read those over the next six months, it's like having an MBA, all right? <laughs> and so, and it, in whatever your topics you're interested in. So it's uh, scope of practice, thescopeofpractice.com slash reading list. That, that's awesome. And we'll include those in the show notes. And lastly is how can people get in touch with you? Email address, uh, website? Yeah, the best way is through the website. Uh, so I, my contact is on there, uh, but the it's uh, www.thescopeofpractice.com. And you can access the blog and all the content archives and the podcast through that. And uh, feel free to contact me and uh, anytime if you want some one-on-one -on -one coaching, you just want to learn more. You're, uh, you know, if you want a recommendation, read Chris's book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then just get in touch with me. I'm happy to help any way I can. Brent, that was an awesome interview. And um, for all the viewers, um, Dr. Brent Lacey has a really awesome podcast. So check out the scope of practice and, you know, subscribe, download his episodes. He's got a lot of great shows. So thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next episodes. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed that fantastic episode. Once again, let's hear from our sponsors. So for doctors, the story has changed. Visit drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash locum story to see if a locum tenens assignment is right for you. It's here you'll find the unbiased answer you're after. So if you can decide if locum tenens is your next chapter. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, 
and know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.